It's that time, the Betting Predators podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the basketball fanatic NBA guru, Jay Smoove. You guys can find him at Smoove underscore 702 on Twitter. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Smoove, here we go. We got NBA Thursday coming up. And you and I kind of highlighted a game here. We're going to take a look at the Clippers and the Suns. Right now, the Clippers are going to be playing at home. They're going to be laying five points to the Suns, who just played on Wednesday night and pulled out an OT thriller winner against the West's leading team, Utah Jazz. Right now, we got a total on this game. I believe it's around 224 pretty much at every shop. So that's our line for this one. What are you thinking about for the Clippers and Suns for that Thursday matchup? Yeah, Sleepy, I'm going to back the Clippers and lay the five. You know, everybody, you know, including myself, saw the game tonight uh, with the Suns and Jazz. And I think I think the um, the public will, will back the Suns tomorrow, just seeing how well that they played, you know, against, you know, the Jazz tonight, you know, with them being, you know, the best team in the West, you know, record-wise. Also, the Suns winning, you know, outright, you know, as two-point, you know, underdogs. I think they're going to get a lot of a lot of public love, but this Clippers team has pl- been playing just as good, if not maybe even a little bit better than the Suns. You know they have one of the three best net ratings over the last ten games played. The Suns are up there too, but the Clippers have been slightly better. And you know the Suns they're going to be in one of my favorite disadvantage spots when it comes to the schedule. You know they're going to be on the second end of a back to back. But it's also going to be their third game in four nights, and when you throw in the throw in the factor of uh, coming off a nationally televised game that went into overtime, um, you know, battle of a one-two seed, uh, I just don't think that they, you know, the Suns will be able to get up and match that type of intensity, you know, you know, back-to-back nights uh, playing, you know, some of the top teams, you know, in the league, especially in their conference, and you know, the Suns, you know, they got us to the counter. You know, last night, you know, with the win outright and covering if you if you took the points. But, you know, they did get outplayed in that second half. You know, they won the first half by 11, but lost the second half by 11. And, you know, going into overtime, you know, they was able to regain some of that momentum and make some plays down the stretch and hit some free throws to close it out. And, you know, they was able to keep Donovan Mitchell under control, you know, at least for a half. But, you know, he went crazy in that second half. Ended up with over 40 points, and the Clippers, you know, they they have you know two players, you know, that are of that elite status when it comes to putting the ball in the bucket, you know, with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, you know. Plus, they have you know the the experience factor that will be in their favor also with you know some of the role players and the and the coaching matchup. So I just think that you know the Suns will be in a in a bad spot uh, tomorrow night when it comes go up against the Clippers. And also just one more quick point, you know, this matchup hasn't been too favorable, you know, with the Suns, you know, over the last few matchups, you know, the Suns are one and eight against the spread. Their last nine games when these teams played in LA and they're three and 10 against the spread overall, the last 13 games, you know, when they matched up with the Clippers. So yeah, I'm a, I'm a lay the points with the Clippers. You know, the Clippers are playing really good basketball, like eight and two over the last 10 games. And you had mentioned, you know, the Suns, you know, they're pretty hot too. I think they're what, like 10 and 1, their last 11. But the fact that they won, it kind of, it gave, it's going to give them a little bit of a buffer here, you know, with, with 
you know, they're only going to be a half game out of the top seed, but the Clippers are going to be like three and a half, four games back. So, you know, if they go in and they have a hiccup here, I don't think that hurts them a whole lot. But I do believe, you know, that the overtime game, you know, is going to take a little bit out of them against Utah. Clearly, they wanted to win that game. They were motivated to win that game. You know, national TV, and they go out and they get a win there. So it's like one of those situations where maybe you go, you know, now you're you're going on the road and maybe you feel like, you know, you're you're satisfied. It was like, you know what, we, we've been ripping off wins. You know, we're, we're comfortably in the second seed right now. You know, we got a big win last night against the number one team in the West and a loss right here isn't going to hurt us. So you have to wonder if this is like, you know, just a complete letdown type of game for the Suns where maybe they look bad. I think the Clippers, you know, one of the things that, and maybe you disagree with me or maybe you'll agree with me, you know, it was like we were waiting for the Clippers to really get it going. Like now it seems like they're hitting their stride. And I think the last thing the Clippers want to do is, you know, have a home game where, you know, they lose to a good team in the Suns, but obviously they know that the Suns are going to be in a, in a bad spot. Like I don't think that, that the Clippers want to take two steps backwards here, you know, when they were clearly, you know, taking, you know, steps forward. So um, I would agree with you here, probably go ahead and back the Clippers. Uh, I thought this line was originally high, but then after Phoenix won and the fact they went to OT, you know, I think there is a little bit of value left in this line right now. I think the Clippers, you know, motivation-wise will, you know, be probably the more motivated team and the Suns will just, you know, end up being in, in a bad spot. And, and I think you do have to question, you know, their their letdown kind of, um, you know, motivation for this particular game. You know, since we're talking about teams in the West Coast move, you know, with the Lakers right now and, and LeBron being out and AD being out, you know, currently right now they're, what, sitting in like the fifth seed. Uh, a lot of people think they might end up, you know, closing out the year in the in the fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth seed. But here's something that I was thinking about, and, and you could agree or disagree, you know, with me with, with, with some of these teams. I'm going to throw a couple of teams at you. But let's just take a look at the timeline. It looks like Anthony Davis right now is probably not going to come back for – uh, maybe at least another four or five games. They're talking, you know, maybe like April 15th, 17th, 20th, somewhere around there. And then they're saying LeBron's probably not going to come back until like the end of April. Well, if you go and you push LeBron out all the way until the end of April, uh, the Lakers are only going to have nine games left on their schedule. And then let's just throw this wrinkle in there. Let's throw, you know, the addition of, of Drummond in there. And, and I, I'm pretty sure that you know, I would expect, you know, Drummond to be part of, you know, that team when they when they take the floor, you know, in the playoffs. But I, I just wonder, you know, like, let's just pull a couple teams out. Let's just say the Clippers, okay? Do you think, like, the Clippers would want to play the Lakers in the first round of the playoffs? Because, you know, it was like they have guys out for, you know, a long period of time. Now they're injecting a new guy in Drummond who, you know, is going to end up playing in the middle. Um, you know, how long is it going to take LeBron to go in and get his legs back? I mean, he's not getting any younger. And I think that, you know, with AD, um, and I worry about his injury more than I worry about LeBron. I think LeBron will recover perfectly fine. But I do worry about AD's injury. I think there's a chance that there's a potential that he could re-aggravate that just from, you know, his past history. But if you're the Clippers – you know, are you looking at maybe the Lakers as as if you can you know, go kind of jockey for position? Uh, would you want to play the, the 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 Lakers if you're the Clippers in the first round? Absolutely, sleepy. Um, especially if I'm the Clippers, I would want to play the Lakers. Or for 
from the Clippers standpoint, I think they would want to play, you know, just about anybody, you know, given how their season ended last year in the bubble, um, getting bounced in the second round. You know, everybody, including myself, you know, picked them to either, you know, end up in the Western Conference Finals and I picked them to win the West. But um, I think they'll have the biggest chip on their shoulder, um, you know, for, you know, the rest of this season and, you know, with the playoffs approaching. And if they were able to, you know, match up with the Laker team, if they climbed up to maybe two or one and the Lakers fell down to somewhere between seventh or eighth, um, I think that would be a horrible matchup for the Lakers considering, you know, with, like you mentioned, LeBron and AD missing a lot of time. And when they come back, they're not going to have, you know, much time, you know, um, left, you know, with the games left to kind of, you know, knock off the rust and establish the rhythm and also get used to playing, you know, with, uh, with the Andre Drummond when he comes back. You know, I don't think, you know, LeBron has played, you know, with a big, like Andre Drummond that, you know, is really his at his best and his most effective when he's at and near around the basket. Um, you know, LeBron likes to play, you know, kind of uh, leave the paint open so he can, you know, uh, look to attack the basket when he wants to, or if he wants to, if he plays with a big, it's somewhere like a, a Kevin Love, Chris Bosh, Anthony Davis type that can be a, a dominant, you know, inside, inside the paint and on the perimeter, but Drummond, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, have any type of perimeter game so he can clog that middle. So it'll take some, it'll take some games for them to play, to get, you know, to get used, you know, to, to get used to him. And I don't think that's something that would benefit the Lakers uh, with the playoffs approaching and they have to, you know, match up with a team like the Clippers who, you know, in my opinion, uh, I think got the best, you know, the team that got the best, you know, during the trade deadline with them bringing in Rajon Rondo and, you know, recently signing DeMarcus Cousins. Their last game, you know, when they blew out the Blazers, they got Patrick Beverly back. He looked good. So I think the Clippers are going to use this stretch of games to uh, iron out as many, you know, uh, kinks as they can. And if they're the healthiest team going in the playoffs, um, I wouldn't want to see them. I certainly wouldn't want to see him either. I think if the Lakers have to play them, um, that's going to be probably bad news for the Lakers. I think one of the reasons why the Clippers would really push for that is the fact that, you know, if you look at the the rest of the remaining schedule, I would say probably like their last 15, 16 games, uh, they got a lot of road games on there. And the fact that they could play the Lakers and actually, you know, be at home, you know, they don't have to travel and they can get a hold of the Lakers before they get their, you know, before they get their sea legs under them. Like that would just be the best possible thing that the Clippers could hope for. And look, if the if the Clippers go out there and let's just say they they do, you know, go ahead and they kind of dictate who they can play, and if they do play the Lakers and win, I think that that the you know that's going to get a big monkey off their backs. And this Clippers team right now, I think we were waiting for them to kind of surge this year, and right now they're hitting their stride. And I, I don't think they want to go and you know have to go to Denver or have to go and and maybe go to Memphis or something like that or play a tough team in Portland who might run them up and down the court for, you know, five, six, seven games. Like, I just really feel like the Clippers um, would would just benefit so much better if they played the Lakers in the first round. And look, that Lakers team, you know, if if they are, you know, trying to shake off some rust, I mean, it's not going to be easy against a team like the Clippers uh, because they play such good defense. Like, I can understand maybe if the Lakers were going and, you know, their first-round matchup might be, uh, let's just say it was. I, it won't. It, it won't be a team like the Blazers, but a team that's going to allow them, you know, to be able to run and gun and kind of get that offense in motion. 
Uh, it would be a little bit better probably for the Lakers to get their legs on them, but the Clippers are, would just be a brutal matchup for them. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Clippers, you know, really try to go ahead and pinpoint, you know, who they want to play. And I have a gut feeling, my gut feeling, um, is that they'll go after the Lakers. Now, what do you think about like Phoenix or, or Utah? Do you think that those two teams uh, in particular would, would, you know, maybe have a target on the Lakers as well? You know, being that, that we think maybe the Clippers would, but you know, what do you think about Phoenix and Utah? Um, as well as they've been playing all year, both being, you know, the top two seeds out West. Um, if I'm them, I think I would want to avoid, you know, a team like the Lakers for the first round. Um, assuming, you know, the Lakers are healthy just for the simple fact that a team like the Suns over the years, you know, they haven't been a team that's been in the playoffs. So the roster doesn't have a lot of playoff experience outside of Chris Paul and, and Jay Crowder. So I think it would be more better for them, uh, if they matched up with a team, you know, um, that's fighting to get into the playoffs, maybe like the Warriors or Grizzlies or even the Blazers, a team like that. But a team like the Lakers, if they can get, if they get healthy and, you know, their first round matchup is a team like the Suns or even the Jazz, I don't think that will be a good spot for them just because they'll have the best player in the series in LeBron, probably the second best player in the series in, in Anthony Davis. And they also have the, uh, you know, the experience in that championship um, mentality, you know, with the other role players on the team and their biggest thing, you know, j- won't be, you know, seeding, you know, when it comes to playoffs, it'll just all be about health. And if they go up against a team in the Suns, you know, that's like I mentioned, that's inexperienced or a team like the Jazz, where, you know, they've been the number one team, you know, all year and, you know, their best player on the team isn't even mentioned for MVP or they're not in serious considerations of uh, coming out of the West and, and winning the championship, we're, we're all kind of still looking at Utah as that uh, prove it in the playoffs, prove it in the playoffs. And if they had to draw, you know, a Laker, a healthy Laker team in the first round, and if they were to get bounced, you know, in that first round, then, you know, the type of uh, great season, you know, that they had this year, you know, from from the start of the season going into the playoffs, I think everybody would just, um, you know, throw that to the side and, you know, and say I was all fool's go because they couldn't get it done in the playoffs like Utah hasn't really been able to do the last few years. But um, so for a team like the Suns and, and Utah, I think they would want to avoid a team like the Lakers, but a team like the Clippers and even possibly the Nuggets, they would want to see the Lakers. You know, as you're talking, I'm sitting there thinking about like, you know, the Suns and, and the Jazz and it's like, you know, they could end up with very easy first round matchup where, you know, maybe they, you know, they blow through whoever they play in four or five games and they're just sitting, waiting, relaxing. They know they're going to get a home series. So it doesn't make sense really for them to go in and, and kind of pinpoint, you know, trying to play the Lakers early. And, you know, let's just say the Lakers, you know, have, have a tough, I think they're going to have a tough first round, no matter who they play. Um, you're going to get that team maybe a little bit more worn down than, than you would typically get. So, um, what, what about the Nuggets, though? Like it, you mentioned the Nuggets being in maybe the same situation as the Clippers. What would be your reasoning for that? Um, just for the simple fact that I kind of under, underestimated how Aaron Gordon would fit in, you know, to into, uh, you know, what the Nuggets do and how they play and what they have on that roster. Um, just because I didn't think that he lived up to the type of potential that he had or expectations that he had in Orlando. But just seeing him play with the Nuggets, I just have to contributing him not meeting expectations in Orlando with just the environment in Orlando um, compared to the environment in Denver. Um, They have uh, 
you know, better coaching, you know, better and, and more established players in Denver. Um, he was all, I think he was always looked at either maybe the third best player in Orlando behind uh, Vucevic and uh, Fournier. Um, and he's also playing a similar type of role in Denver where he's looked at as the third or fourth best player uh, behind Jokic, Murray, and maybe even right now, uh, Michael Porter Jr., who's come on uh, strong late. And, you know, he he doesn't he's not necessarily somebody that looks to as being a go to scorer, but he can give you a solid 14 to maybe 18, 17 points a night. But he has a, a lot of great instincts, especially on the defensive end. Uh, he can by guarding multiple positions. He can handle the ball. Um, he's young. He's young. He's athletic. Um, so he can kind of take some of that pressure off of Paul Millsap and, you know, ever since they've, you know, added, you know, Aaron Gordon, they've been playing, you know, uh, one of, they've been one of the best teams, you know, since the trade deadline as well. And they kind of uh, maybe a, a notch down below from, from a Clippers team. But um, the more games that they play, you know, getting closer to the playoffs, you know, this was a team that was in the Western Conference playoffs last year. And I think they can, you know, continue to get better as long as they stay healthy. Um, and they could possibly get back, you know, to the Western Conference Finals, it can, and it can be a, a, a Lakers, uh, a Clippers, Clippers and Nuggets, you know, Western Conference uh, Finals matchup with uh, the, the way that these two teams are playing and the, and how much better they've gotten, you know, since the trade deadline with the pieces that they've added. Because you know, those would be the top two teams to me. You know, they got the best, uh, you know, over the trade deadline to have a shot at winning the title. You know, some other teams made some good moves like uh, the Bulls uh, and a couple other teams. But as far as teams that had a, a shot at winning the title, I think those were the two best teams, um, you know, that got better at the deadline. And it, and it's showing right now. Yeah, that Nuggets starting five right now, it looks scary. Um, I wouldn't want to have to go up against that team. I mean, you got Jokic out there, Murray, and then you got Barton, you got Porter, and you got Gordon. It's like, you know, that that's a five-headed monster. Those are guys who can go out there and put – you know, 20 on the board all by themselves, you know, without any help. And that that's certainly not a team. I, you know what makes sense, though, is the fact that, you know, why the Nuggets would probably really, you know, maybe even target the Lakers, you know, with the fact that let's just say they are a little bit rusty. Wouldn't you want to get that team, you know, in Denver, you know, playing at mile high, um, try to wear them out? I And then I think whoever the Lakers, let's just say they get past, um, you know, that, that, that again, you know, maybe that, that is a reason why Utah and the Suns, uh, would rather not have to go ahead and, and play a team like the Lakers because, you know, you could wear a team out. You know, let's just say the Lakers have to play the Clippers. Well, that's going to be a tough series. And if they have to go to Denver, um, you know, on the mile high, I mean, that's not going to be an easy an easy, uh, an easy, easy series either for the Lakers. So um, it was cool to talk through that. I guess we'll probably revisit that, um, you know, as, as the season continues. But I do certainly think that that's a, an interesting topic. And, and I feel like, um, and and I'll, I'll agree with you with that, with the Nuggets, certainly the Clippers, that I have a feeling like the Lakers might actually have a target on their back um, for once uh, when the playoffs actually do occur. Uh, but that's it, guys. There's our free pick for today. Smooth's going to go ahead. He's going to back the Clippers. I'll agree with him uh, with the minus five here at home and a little bit of Western Conference talk on how we feel about you know the Lakers when, when the playoffs do approach and what some of the teams uh, might be thinking and what they might actually do. Uh, but you guys can follow us on Twitter. You guys can get me at SleepyJ underscore pregame. You can get Smooth at Smooth underscore 702. And you can find us both on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys 
all the best of luck on your Thursday. Enjoy the games.